Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Boys Basketball. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph Medical Center. On the web at PennStateHealth.org. And the new Birdies Inn, where there's always something new with the old inn. Now to the broadcast booth. Here are your announcers, Darren Ziner and Ian Kelsey. Good evening. We have a treat for you this evening. Tonight's basketball coverage on both the Exeter Sports Network and the Saints Sports Network. Tonight, it's the Exeter Eagles versus the Berks Catholic Saints at the bottom of the hour. But first, these messages, you're listening to the Exeter and Saints Sports Networks brought to you by Jerry Gelliff Media. Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. Selling or buying a house? Call Mikey LeBron of eXp Realty. Mikey is a full-service realtor dealing in residential, business, and investment realty services. Whether it is local, statewide, national, or even international, Mikey can fulfill your real estate needs. Service to his customers is his prime focus, and that has put Mikey in the top 15% of all real estate agents in the nation. Contact Mikey LeBron at 484-772-5106 or on the web at myagentmikey.com. It's the Saints Sports Network. We're coming to you live, Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium, Berks Catholic Senior High School. For tonight's Berks 2 battle between the Eagles and the Saints, as I mentioned, we are pleased to bring you the flavor of both Saints and Exeter Sports Network broadcast this evening. I'll take care of pregame for the first and third quarters. My partner, none other than Ryan Lineweaver, voice of the Saints Sports Network. Good to be with you tonight, Ryan, and we'll see where we fit Jerry in. Yeah, second time this season that we get to do this. Obviously, we got uh, we had. What, 10, 11, 12 games of football? Lots of practice. But uh, yeah, yeah, we, we get to uh, bring some boys basketball to you. Didn't get to do the first boys game. We did a girls game together. We did. That was a, uh, sorry, a very handy uh, Saints victory. And uh, if you look at the first time that these two teams met, it was kind of the same way. Absolutely. Let's get into it, Ryan. The Eagles come into this game at 8 and 2. 
Burke's two league play under coach Matt Ashcroft, 14 and five overall, tied with Burke's Catholic. So Ryan with the rest of the league season pretty much wrapped up for both of these teams. Tonight we'll put the crown on the Burks 2 champ. Yeah, man, this is all for Burks 2. They're both coming in at 8-2 in league play. The only two losses Burks Catholic has had this year have been in league play by a combined six points. Exeter, maybe not so lucky uh, with the non-conference, uh, non-Burks schedule. But yeah, I mean, you're talking about the third and fourth ranked teams in Burks in offense, the fourth and fifth ranked teams in defense, the third and fifth ranked teams in threes. They also give up a lot of threes, by the way. I'm not going to dive into that too much. But, I mean, we're talking about the cream of the crop here. You know, top four, top five teams in a lot of categories. So we're going to have a uh, fantastic matchup on our hands. First time these two teams played back on December 20th. 73-63 with the Saints coming out on top. We talked about it. Honestly, it really wasn't even that close. The Saints had a 54-38 lead at halftime. They had a 14-point lead after three. In that one, J.J. Jordan had his way with the Exeter defense, 32 points, 9 of 13 from the charity stripe that night. Josh McCoy, 13, Ryan Cuck, 10. And Ryan, Exeter's defense has come a long way since then but still a tough test tonight, and we'll see how they adjust. Well, and a lot of it for Burke's Catholic is the depth that they have. If you take a look at their last game against your Catholic, they had, hang on, I have my score sheet here. They had seven players just in the first half alone scoring points. When you're able to get that kind of parity amongst your offense, you're awfully difficult to guard. Second half was a little bit different as only four players scored, but... J.J. Jordan with 17 points in the second half of their last game, like I said, against York Catholic. A very good squad in their own right, and, uh, you know, D.C. just did whatever they wanted with them, ended up winning by 13. But that's what makes Burke's Catholic special. They have a lot of guys that can stretch the floor, even guys that they just brought in, like Josh McCoy can hit threes. Kingston McCoy as well can hit threes. All of these guys can shoot it from beyond the arc. They can drive. They can kick. Uh, they're very difficult to guard on the offensive end. You mentioned as far as having a number of players scoring in games, Exeter at that spot as well. On the season, Kevin Sens leading the Eagles with 12 points per game. Reese Garvin, 11-9. Anthony Cachese, 10-7. Right behind them, Zion Paschal, 9-3. Teddy Snyder at 8-1. We talk about balanced scoring all the time and what ultimately is going to drive you deep into the season. Both of these teams have picked it up as of late. Yeah, I mean, you look at Burke's Catholic, too. I mean, they're virtually the same way because you have J.J. at 15.1, Ryan Cuck at 14.2, Josh McCoy at 9.3. Uh, he had two games of 20-plus points in a row uh, before the game against York Catholic. And then you have guys like Jack Miller, Kingston McCoy. I mean, these guys run. They have a very strong five, six, seven players uh, on both sides, and that's going to really bode well for them. If one player doesn't have it going, you can turn to other players in that lineup. It's not like you're just stuck on one star that if he's not hot or if he's not able to get shots dropping that you're really screwed, that you have a variety of players that if J.J. Jordan's not scoring, you have Ryan Cuck able to take control and bag it from the outside or Josh McCoy scoring 20 points or Jack Miller hitting spot-up threes. You have a lot of options on Burke's Catholic and then you have a ton of options in Exeter, too. You can dump it down low to Cachese. If he doesn't have it going, you have Reese Garvin and Kevin Sens who are shooting, well, and Teddy Snyder, who all almost have 33-pointers apiece. 
So, you know, it's it's going to bode extremely well for him going into the playoffs, which, by the way, coming up very shortly. Berks Catholic, the one seed in District 3, 4A, Man- or Exeter Township, right behind Mannheim Central. Where have we heard that before? That was football season. But right here in 5A, Exeter Township is the second-ranked team. So both of these teams, a lot of aspirations going for them, and this is basically like a first playoff game for both sides. Ryan, coming into this season, the Saints were looking to replace Aiden Sands, Tyler Givens, ultimately division players. Tell us what the McCoy brothers have brought to this Saints team coming over here from Antietam last year. They're a little bit different than uh, than what you lost in, in Givens and Sands. Sands was an athletic winger who could get to the hole. Uh, he could shoot a little bit from the outside, but really where he was doing his dirty work was driving into the cup. Uh, he, he was... Also big, strong, went D3, I believe, to sales. So he's still playing right now. And then Tyler Givens was mostly that first guy that would always come off the floor. He'd always be replaced early by Tyler Reinhardt, or Aaron Reinhardt, sorry. Uh, and he was just a fundamentally sound guy that you could stick down on the low block, maybe get a couple points out of him, but mostly the anchor of your defense. Meanwhile, you look at Josh and Kingston McCoy. Kingston's the lone freshman on this team, and he's going to be the ball handler once J.J. checks out. Uh, and he's shown poise beyond his years. It's going to be exciting to see what he does. And Josh has been a more athletic uh, forward for Burks Catholic. And, you know, like I said, he can hit it down low, hit it from the outside. He's a little bit more versatile than Tyler was. Uh, so he certainly brings a different dynamic to this offense. We are winding down, looking over at Jerry, a quick break. He nods his head. Friends, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Exeter and Saints Sports Network. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. And now back to the match on the Exeter Sports Network. The Eagles have named their starting five. Zion Pascal, Kevin Sens, Teddy Snyder, Reese Garvin, and Anthony Cachese. Now for the Saints. Ryan, I'll let you take the starting lineup. Go ahead. I mean, if you've been listening in to anything that I call this year, it's the same starting five. So you're going to have Jackson Gettio, J.J. Jordan, Ryan Cuck, Jack Miller, and Josh McCoy. Kingston McCoy, Kevin Lawler, Parker Nine, they'll all be in the mix off the bench. Uh, but for now, like I said, Gettio, Jordan, Cuck, Miller, and Josh McCoy, your starting lineup for the Saints. We've got eight minutes up on the clock. Skip Esterly. Gives a fist pump to J.J. Jordan. We are lining up for the playing of our national anthem, and we'll go silent. Give them their guidance and protection 
and allow your spirit to reign in their hearts. And gracious Lord, when the game of life is over, may they win the most important victory, eternal life with you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now as part of respect, gentlemen, please remove your hats and play Kardashian. something Exeter has been able to do over the course of the last, I'll say, half a dozen to a dozen games is get out of the gates quickly. Tell us how Berks Catholic has been working in that scenario. I mean, if you take a look at uh, their last game against York Catholic, outscoring them 20 points in the first quarter compared to 11, ended up with a nine-point advantage. There have been very few games where they haven't jumped out to, to a lead. You know, they, uh, they had a road game against Conrad Weiser that they fell behind and had to have a comeback victory. Uh, but usually they're jumping out of the gates here very quickly. Burks Catholic on the floor. Exeter walking out to meet them. Josh McCoy will tip it off against Anthony Cachese. Burks Catholic in the home whites with gold number and lettering. Exeter in their road dark blues. Those are White. dark blues? Um, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> Look black to me. Navy. Nah, it's Navy. There's the tip. They're going to scramble for it right away. J.J. Jordan and Teddy Snyder. Ultimately, it's tied up. I was going to say, it's another jump ball here between those two. There's no possession. So nah, That's right. Two of the smaller players on the court now get to do the tip-off. How often do you see this? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. You, you go from Cachese and <laughs> McCoy to J.J. Jordan, like Teddy Snyder. 6'6", six, 6'4", six, six, and J.J. may be six feet with his, uh, with his hair. There's the tip. J.J. Jordan able to get it, so he sets him in the offensive set, playing catch right now with Jack Miller. Take it to the right side, bring it back out. He looked to drive. Here's a three from the far right from Ryan Cuck, and he drills it. Oh, just working around. Looks like some kind of amoeba, either a 2-3 or a 3-2. We'll see when they get settled in. But quick passing all the way around and a right corner three. 
Here's Reese Garvin driving, tries to get a pass to Cachese too hot. J.J. Jordan has it, tries to drive the length of the floor. Zion Paschal shuts him down, hands it off to McCoy. They rotate it to Miller at the top of the key, move it left. Get it inside, nice pass to Josh McCoy, cutting from the left baseline, and he scores. That was a fantastic job. They got it into Gettio right around the free throw line. He just turns, fires to the low block, and right there was McCoy. Exeter in the offensive set. Zion Paschal has the dribble, takes a jumper, three-pointer straight away, no good. Kevin Sens gets the rebound. Over to Reese Garvin, he can't put it in. Cachese had the rebound, can't get it to fall, and here comes J.J. Jordan. He, like, plows into... Paschal. Paschal, yeah, and uh, ultimately, no call either way there. The ball goes out of bounds off of Exeter, so the Saints will bring it in to the right of their own basket. J.J. Jordan has it. Gets it into McCoy. J.J. gets it back, dribbling right to left, move it all the way to the left, Gettio has it, bring it back to the center, here's Cuck with another three, no good, Cachese on the rebound, gets it to Zion Paschal, 6.25 to go here in the first, it's 5-0 Saints. Zion Paschal dribbling left to right, hits a cutting, Anthony Cachese who stops, puts up a five-footer off the glass and scores. Well, good of Exeter finally getting on the board. They're allowing the first five points. And it looks like they've now gone back into man-to-man -man defense here. Kevin Sens will be on J.J. Jordan. Hand the ball off to Jack Miller, Teddy Snyder on him. Oh, they got a big mismatch down on the low post. You got Paschal on Ryan Cuck. He's given up like six inches. Here's J.J. Jordan driving the lane, puts it up no good. Cachese rips it down, hands it to Zion Paschal. He's pushing it up on the right side of the floor. Get it to Kevin Sens straight away just outside of three land. Dribbling on Cuck. Takes an eight-foot jumper off the glass from the left side and scores. Sens' first bucket on the night. 5-4, 5-25 to go here in the first. J.J. Jordan had the dribble. Gives it up to McCoy on the left side. Bring it back out top key. Here's Jack Miller looking to drive, but Sens and Teddy Snyder block him off. Swing it to the far right, Gettio has it. Josh McCoy now in the far right side. Bring it back out, top key. J.J. Jordan looks to drive on Sens, picks up the dribble, gets it to Jack Miller who thinks about a three. Dribbles left to right, free throw, get it to Gettio for a three far right and he drills it. That's just good patience there from Burks Catholic. They didn't show an awful lot of patience the last time down the floor, this time taking their time, finding their spots in a wide open Gettio for three. Zion Paschal in the offensive set, directing Anthony Cachese where to go. Gets it back from him. A few dribbles, it's a pass inside to Cachese. He tries to get there, but Gettio, nice position, takes the offensive charge, it'll go the other way. And it's an interesting matchup, isn't it? Because Cachese is so much bigger than Gettio. Gettio long, lanky, and that time he just takes one right on the chin. But Gettio's charged up. He's all jacked up on Mountain Dew. He is. So the Saints have it. J.J. Jordan dribbles up, hands it off to Jack Miller. Teddy Snyder picks him up. Move it to the right. Josh McCoy has it. Gettio now swings it to the left. Cuck gets it to Miller, who looks for a jumper. Gets it back to Gettio. He gets Teddy Snyder in the air. Tries to drive. No foul. 
Cachese with the rebound. Here's Teddy Snyder putting up a three. No good. Reese Garvin has the rebound. Gets it back to Zion Paschal, who drives. Gets knocked down. Nothing there, but they're oh, going to call offensive Anthony Cachese on a push. That's going to be his second quick foul. Something that Exeter can't do in that first game against Burks Catholic. The Saints went to the free throw line 25 times. So something that Exeter cannot afford to get into foul trouble, especially early. And it looks like Ashcroft is going to ride with Cachese right now with two early fouls. So it's a bold strategy. We'll see how it works out for him. Saints in the offensive set. Jack Miller puts up a long three from straight away. Can't get it to fall. Cachese with the rebound. Gets it to Kevin Sens. He's got the dribble. Gives it up to Zion Paschal. JJ guarding him. Reese Garvin gets it inside to Cachese, but Gettio reaches in. He's able to knock it away, but they'll call him for the foul. Well, no shame here for Exeter's offense either. You see Anthony Cachese with two quick early fouls, and they're like, you know what? We're going to go down low to him and try to draw one on Gettio while we're at it. Go back to him here. So Cachese puts up a five-footer. It's strong off the glass, no good. Cuck with the rebound, hands it off to J.J. Jordan. He's got the dribble. Gives it up to Jack Miller. Play catch on the right side beyond three. Bring it to the top of the key to Josh McCoy. Jack Miller comes off a pick. He's got it on the left-hand side. Gettio top key, gets it to J.J. Jordan on the left. Thinks about driving, ultimately Zion Paschal and Kevin Sens double him up. He loses it, able to corral it, get it back to Cuck who goes in for a drive, no good. Jordan had a chance to put it back too strong. Here's Exeter on the fast break, but ultimately the Saints get back. So they're in the offensive set. Teddy Snyder thinks about a three. Now he's driving the lane, puts it up off the glass, no good. Cachese with the rebound. Let's see who they call the foul on. I think it's Gettio. This, if it's Gettio, it'll be his second. Cachese yeah. will go to the line for two. Couldn't get the shot to fall. We'll but see if they. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, and we'll see because they're going to pull out. Uh, they're going to pull Gettio right now after Cachese misses the first. Uh, so we'll see what kind of swap that they make here because they may end up dumping Josh McCoy down low on him. That's probably not where he wants to be. They've had him hanging around the perimeter early on, but now he's going to have to deal with cheese. Cachese's first free throw, no good. Here comes the second. Kingston McCoy in the game now. No good on the second either. 8-4 Saints, 2.40 to go here in the first. J.J. Jordan has the dribble. Kevin Sens comes out on him, setting up the offense. Josh McCoy comes out, free throw line, tries to drive on Cachese, but as he does on the left-hand side, slides the feet, they'll call him for the travel. It'll be a turnover, it's Exeter ball. Well, if you can hear uh, Snip Esterly over there, he's telling him to dribble the ball. Got the pass and immediately took a big old hop step. Exeter in the offensive set. Here's Reese Garvin driving on Cook. Not sure what happened there, but the ball ends up in the far left corner. Cachese runs it down. He gets an inside pass from Zion Paschal, who goes back door. Nothing there, though. A and foul an offensive fall. foul. We'll see if that's on. Oh, my. This oh. might be on Cachese, and Ashcroft is going to lose his board. And I think board. it is. Oh, yeah. And he's. They're going to tee up Ashcroft, but he simply cannot believe. I think, I don't know if they gave him a timeout or they teed him up. 
But, I think he was asking for a technical. <laughs> yeah, he was. But Cachese in the low post looking. Wow. Literally turned around to get a pass back to Zion Paschal, and they call him ultimately. I don't know if it was pushing off or what the case was. I didn't see it. Oh, they're going to say that they're giving Ashcroft the timeout. I, I, didn't, I didn't see it. All right, now but. I'm going to guess this is a full timeout. That will give us time for a quick break. It's 8-4, 2.03 to go here in the first. You're listening to the Exeter and Saints Sports Networks. They went 30. <laughs> they went 30. They're coming back. <laughs> it's one of those initially they gave the full timeout signal. Then we see them walking back on the floor. Well. So Devin Sheeran will come in. He's a 6'5" center for Exeter. He'll be the size in the middle with Cachese going out. Said very early on, it's surprising that Ashcroft decided to stick with Cachese as a miss there and Ryan Cuck the putback. So, you know, you hate to say it, but maybe that's a little bit on Matt Ashcroft for deciding, all right, two quick early fouls on Cachese. We're going to ride with him. And now he picks up his third. And now he's going to sit on the bench for the better part of the first half. Exeter in the offensive set. Here's Sens trying to drive on Kingston McCoy. Kicks it out to Reese Garvin, who drives baseline left. Backs it out to Kevin Sens, who drives baseline left. Tries to get it up, but it's blocked. Kingston, Kingston McCoy. McCoy has it. Gets it ahead to J.J. Jordan. He looks to drive. He's double teamed low. Kick it out to Ryan Cook for a three straight away. No good, but Josh McCoy gets the rebound and puts it back. That time just big boy defense. Well, I should say big boy rebounding. Went up and literally stole it away from an Exeter player and back up with it. Springy hops there. Reese Garvin puts up a three. No good. Devin Sheeran able to pull it down, though. 50 seconds to go in the first. It's 12-4 Saints. Teddy Snyder drives left, tries to throw it up. Can't get it to go, but Jack Miller will be called with the foul, and Snyder will go to the line for two. Yeah, that time Snyder willing that foul into existence, driving in on the left side. Going like a big old scoop underneath with the right arm, ensuring that he drew contact to get the foul stripe. Teddy Snyder takes a look at the hoop. It's in the air. It's good. Miller will check out. Parker 9, welcome to the game. Teddy Snyder waiting for the ball for his second. Snyder, a good free throw shooter. Just under 74% for the season. And that one good as well. Got both. 12-6, 40 seconds to go. JJ in no hurry to take it to the hoop, setting up the offense. He'll actually, there's a good chance he'll dribble out the quarter for the most part. Kevin sends on him. JJ trying to get around him, but sends pretty much bodying him up. Can't get around him, brings it back to Kingston McCoy. He's well beyond three. Ashcroft asking for five seconds there. Well, not asking, has so much demanding it. 10 seconds on the clock, Kingston McCoy tries to drive. It ends up in the hands of Parker nine, and as he goes to the hoop, slides the feet, it's a travel. An Exeter ball. Now he had space when he first got it, too. He was on the left wing all alone. He had probably four feet between him and the next defender. Decides to go in for contact. 
Exeter tried bringing the ball up. Teddy Snyder couldn't handle it, and there is the buzzer for the first quarter. We have played eight. It's the Saints 12, the Eagles 6. We'll be back with Ryan in second quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter and Saints Sports Networks. Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. And now back to the game on the Saints Sports Network. Back here for the second quarter, 12-6, Saints on top. As both teams coming back out here in the same lineup that you had exiting the floor will re-enter for the Saints. And it looks like Exeter may have made a change as it looks like Aiden Dobble into the game. Aiden Dobble, a freshman who has come on just to play an integral part. Uh, being that sixth guy coming off the bench. 4.3 points a game for the freshman. Paschal with the inbounds. He'll work on J.J. Jordan. Over to the right side, back to Paschal. Paschal takes a little jab step, lines up a three. That one off back iron. Jordan going up for it, finally lands in the hands of Ryan Cuck. He'll hand it off to Jordan. Start the half-court offense. McCoy. To his brother in the corner, Kingston, up and under, it's good. Kingston McCoy driving baseline, getting to first bucket of the second quarter for either side, it's 14-6. Nice drive on the baseline, getting by Teddy Snyder, able to go under the basket for the layup. Trying a little pick and roll action there, that time Paschal got caught up, a three lined up, that one too strong by Sens. Josh McCoy saves it from going out of bounds, ends up throwing it into Dobble. Dobble misses. Another offensive board. Dobble back up with it. No good. Cuck the defensive board. And Cuck will jog it up the court. Something there, Aiden Dobble right in the middle. Able to get a few rebounds there. Just can't put it home. Over to Kingston McCoy. Kingston takes a few dribbles in. Unable to get anything going. Ryan Cuck out of control and going to be Rewarded with a foul here as Paschal ends up getting bowled over as the recipient of a defensive foul. Well, and jokes on me for saying that Cachese was going to sit for the better portion of the first half as here he is checking in with three fouls. Tough foul for Exeter there. It actually looked like Zion had some position. Yeah, some leverage. And at that point, they called the uh, the uh, the foul on him as far as the blocking foul. Yeah, it looked like Cuck was a little out of control. Oh. This time, Cuck going in, offensive foul on him. Coach Esterly needs to be held back from possibly strangling a referee. This may he be the first time we himself. see tees. I mean, literally, we haven't seen him yet. I we might see tees. We might tonight. Till that until this first half is Woo. over. He had to be held back from throwing something on the court a la Bobby Knight. They'll dump it down low to Cachese. Cachese working on Josh McCoy gets his first bucket, or second bucket, should say. 
He has four points. Exeter closing the gap to six. Exeter using the post a lot with Gachese in the last several games. Hadn't used it for a good part of the season, but they found it, and they continue to use it. Alex Kelsey now giving J.J. Jordan fits. He goes in. He's blocked by Kelsey after the spin move. Little tag team from Kelsey and Cachese. A bad pass here by Exeter. Unable to get out of their own end. Josh McCoy going up. He's fouled by Kelsey. To the stripe he goes. Yeah, nice block there by Alex Kelsey on Jordan. Ultimately, Kelsey came up with it. Got it to Reese Garvin, who was looking to push it ahead, but it was an errant pass allowing the Saints to come right back, get it to McCoy, who went up strong, couldn't get it to fall, but he's at the line for two. McCoy at the stripe, hits the first. Josh McCoy, a fantastic addition, him and his brother, really, both from Antietam. He was all division. Yeah, that's, that's a nice pickup. Yeah, no kidding. Second one, too strong. He's going behind the back of Paschal. He's going to be called for the personal. McCoy, that would be his first and the team's fourth of the evening. Coach Esterly still yelling about flops. Heard about floppage the other night, did we not? I think so. The referee obviously heard something that was amusing. <laughs> he's been laughing for the last five seconds. Yeah, he's just kind of giggling, saying, yeah, 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 calm down. Driving in, Kelsey leaves it on front iron. Looking for a foul, nothing there. Kingston McCoy. Spread it out, Parker 9-3, that one too strong. Josh McCoy, the board, going up against Cachese. Once again, going up with the right arm on the left side, trying to draw Cachese's fourth, it's no good. Paschal has his pass picked off. Ryan Cuck lines up a three, that one too strong. Air balls everything. Finally, Paschal will get it and just walk it slowly up the floor. Let's calm things down a little bit with five minutes left to play here in the first. Kelsey working on Cuck, getting a big screen from Cachese. Throws it up high off the glass. No good. Cachese the board. His putback attempt off the mark. Well, now Coach Esterly's going to work on one of the other referees. I think he's hit two out of the three right now. <laughs> As Parker 9 will check out. Jack Miller back in. Skip May doing his, uh, doing his best comedy troupe impersonation. He's a one-man show right now. I'll get it to Paschal. Back to the game. To Kelsey. They'll work it around the perimeter. Saints playing man-to-man -man defense. Cachese. A little pick-and-roll action there with Paschal. And a bad pass from Paschal. He's thinking that Cachese didn't roll quite hard enough. Jordan intercepts the pass. And Cuck in the far right corner is fouled by Garvin. So Garvin, that'll be his first as we inch ever closer to the bonus. That was the last foul left to give for the Eagles. One more for Burks Catholic. Nice head fake by Cuck getting Garvin off his feet. Jordan in the lane, draws the personal. And I believe they better hope that it's on Garvin. I think and it, it is. is. <laughs> Because yeah, Cachese was also in the vicinity. It's one of those you hold your breath if you're Coach Ashcroft. I'm pretty sure that he would have gone absolutely ballistic and started tearing down banners. Jordan to the stripe. Misses the first. Jordan 
for that 30-plus uh, point effort the last time that these two teams met. They have kept him under wraps so far. No field goals and just his first trip to the line. Jordan was 9 of 13 in that first game against Exeter. Jordan a 57.6% free throw shooter, and that average will go down after missing both. Just one of three at the line for Burks Catholic. Or sorry, one of four at the line in the opening half. Paschal over to Sens. Sens driving baseline, loses the basketball. His controller broke on that one, and it's a turnover for Exeter. 4.05 left here in the second quarter, a seven-point margin for the Saints. Both teams struggling to find the bucket thus far. Yeah, just three points for Burks Catholic here in the second quarter. Two for Exeter. Real barn burner here in the final stanza of the first half. Josh McCoy trying to draw Cachese out of the post, driving around him up and under, leaves it hanging on the front of the rim. Cachese the board. Cachese not willing to go after him there, pretty much became the scarecrow. <laughs> if he did anything there, he altered the shot. Well, they know that. They can go and try to take advantage of him. Nice entry pass by Kelsey into the low post. Cachese, his third bucket, give him six. Trims the margin to five with 3.15 left in the first half. Jordan, he'll swing it out to Ryan Cuck. Ryan Cuck, quick release. That one in and out. Paschal grabs the ball. Paschal has done a fantastic job on defense all year long. Whoever your number one is, he'll take you, and he's done a fantastic job. Well, he's one of the few that can keep up with J.J. Jordan on the offensive end of the basketball. They'll finally try to work it around. Download to Cachese. They tried a quick double by Jack Miller. That's not going to work. Cachese gets it, turns, and dumps it in. It's now a three-point game as Exeter coming on strong here. Couple of quick buckets, and it's 15 to 12. And that's what has really spurned Exeter as of late as far as that inside-outside game. Josh McCoy, a left corner three, no good. Kingston McCoy grabs it, turnaround jumper, no good. Ball still loose, Josh McCoy will grab it. Gets it out to Ryan Cuck. Ryan Cuck, the D2 commit, that one too strong. He's going to pit Johnstown. Paschal. Leading the break, stops, pops, unable to finish. Back come the Saints. That one tipped by Paschal might have actually helped the Saints. As Ryan Cuck taking it in, compliments of J.J. Jordan. Ryan Cuck, his third bucket, give him seven in the first half, leads back to five for the Saints. Yeah, that's one of those you get so close, but like you said, he may have even tipped it. Probably helped him get it up a little higher so he can go in for the layup. Corner three by Sens. The first three-pointer for the Eagles here tonight. Compliments of Kevin Sens. He has five. Now it's a two-point game. 120 left to play. Josh McCoy thinking about a left corner three. They're really trying to use him to draw Cachese out. Cachese, no interest in guarding him beyond the arc as Josh McCoy unable to finish from the land of plenty and Matt Ashcroft will take a 30-second timeout. Nice block out there, Zion Paschal on Ryan Cook. Cook, obviously, a few inches on him. 
Great job bodying him up, getting the rebound there for Exeter. Well, Josh McCoy has had his chances here. You're working on Anthony Cachese, who has no interest in guarding anybody outside the arc. And Josh McCoy can hit it from outside. He has 10 threes all year. So you're giving him the opportunity to, to score in bunches. And McCoy unable to finish here in the last two, three chances that he's had. So there are opportunities. The type of game that just watching the first half so far, you would think the Saints might have a 6-8 point lead, but it's been in stretches. It's, it's a matter of the Saints going through a stretch where they can't buy a bucket. Same with Exeter. They had multiple rebounds inside, couldn't put it back. The Saints come back with it. Stunningly, it's a two-point game. 108 left to play here in the first half. As Sens will inbound the Paschal. We'll see if Exeter has basically been instructed to deflate the basketball here with a minute five. Well, they will run something resembling an offense to start here. But if I were the Eagles, no shot clock. You could literally just sit here and take it if you wanted to, but instead Paschal pull up jumper from the elbow, no good. Kingston McCoy tracks down the board, and I'm not sure if I necessarily agree with all of that. You could have wound down the clock taking a shot, hopefully tie the game, go into the locker room happy. Instead, Burks Catholic with a chance to extend their margin, and they'll do exactly that as Jordan will pull it out to half court here and go one-on-one -on -one with Sens. No interest in doing anything with the half-court offense. Now 20 seconds left. Finally, Exeter got tired of chasing the ball around, and they'll just wave the white flag here and allow Jordan to walk it across the St. Bernard at midcourt. Nine seconds now. Josh McCoy looking for help. They have Cuck on Paschal. Josh McCoy driving on Cachese. Gets the bucket at the buzzer. Driving in once again, pulling Cachese out and blowing right past him in for an easy bucket. And just like that, yeah, I mean, Exeter could have held for one. They opted not to, and instead Burks Catholic grabbing the basketball, going the length of the court, holding it for one themselves. And now enter halftime with a 19-15 lead here in the first half. Yeah, that's, that's a situation where if you're Exeter, you're down two, you've got a chance to tie it there. Now, yes, you're going to say, yeah, that's a four-point swing. Okay, Kinda, the yeah. Saints go abound and they score. But from a standpoint of Exeter was concerned, like you said, I think going into halftime with the possibility of being tied yeah. would have said a lot for them. The fact that they're down four... It means something. I've literally called games with Elko uh, when Braden Bohannon was there that they would literally take the air out of the ball for the last, like, two minutes, 2.30. Just play, play four no, no, Just no interest in playing offense whatsoever. Just deflate the basketball at midcourt and just, I mean, he literally could just could have just sat on the basketball and nobody would have cared. But 19-15, Burks Catholic on top. We'll take a quick pay break, pay some love to sponsors, and when we return, we'll recap the first half. Right here on the Exeter and Saints Sports Network. We've been gone too long, too bad, too bad. We should have checked our time, can't phone. We don't spend every dime, it's late. it's late. We're about to run out of gas, it's late. It's late. We gotta get home fast, can't speak. Can't speak. We're in a slowdown zone. Look at that clock. Why can't it be wrong? If we 
this won't be our last day. Is that the moon we see can't be? Looks like the sun to me, yeah, it's late. It's late. I hate to face your daddy, too bad. I know he's gonna be mad, it's late. It's late. We gotta get on home, it's late. It's late. We've been gone too long. It's late, it's late. We gotta get home fast. Can't speak, can't speak. We're in a slowdown zone. Oh, baby, look at that clock. Why can't it be wrong? If we could have left home at a quarter to nine, would have had fun and plenty of time. We got started just a little bit late. Hope this won't be our last day. Is that the moon we see? Can't be. Looks like the sun to me. It's late, it's late. I hate to face you, Daddy. I know he's gonna be mad, it's late, it's late. We gotta get on home, it's late, it's late. We've been gone too long. It's late. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. Holy Valley Feed is the area's best place for pet food and supplies and so much more. Featuring all the prime brands and your pet's favorite food. They also have a customer loyalty program that can pay you back in free pet food on many products. Plus, chew toys, grooming supplies, and snacks too. Holy Valley Feed carries a full line of bird food and suet, as well as coal and wood pellets to keep you warm this winter, which are available for delivery. All of this in unmatched customer service. That's Holy Valley Feed. 143 Cleaver Road in Ole. On the web at olevalleyfeed.com and on Facebook. This is the Exeter Sports Network on Jerry Gelliff Media. Selling or buying a house? Call Mikey LeBron of EXP Realty. Mikey is a full-service realtor dealing in residential, business, and investment realty services. Whether it is local, statewide, national, or even international, Mikey can fulfill your real estate needs. Service to his customers is his prime focus, and that has put Mikey in the top 15% of all real estate agents in the nation. Contact Mikey LeBron at 484-772-5106 or on the web at myagentmikey.com. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. And now back to the game on the Saints Sports Network. Factor. 19-15 at the break as Burke's Catholic a quick pep talk from Snip Esterly and right back out to the court. Matt Ashcroft uh, taking all 10 minutes here. Do you think that was a pep talk or if I see one more travel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that he was so mad at, at his club as he was the uh, at least two out of the three referees. 
Uh, but yeah, 1915. We we talked about depth uh, before the game, and uh, it's really not there. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. Berks Catholic with four players on the stat sheet right now. Exeter with three, and uh, that is Anthony Cachese. He has eight points, six points just in the second quarter, working on three fouls from that first quarter. By the way, you can breathe a little bit easier, Exeter fans, because. It's a little bit different in the second half, but I mean, one more quick foul on Cachese, and uh, you won't be seeing him until the fourth. I think for Exeter in this second half, the key is going to be, and I'll say two players. Number one, Kevin Sens. He had 21 in the first meeting between these two. He leads the Eagles 12 points per game. He can create some space, and ultimately when he does, of course, Cachese, they've gone to the inside post with him, but I'm going to throw Aiden Dauble out there. We actually interviewed him after Exeter's last win. And here's a kid, he's a freshman, but he'll battle, he'll go in there, and if it is something, certainly Exeter doesn't want to see Cachese have to sit down if he picks up his fourth early. But Aiden Dauble could be the guy to pick up some minutes and I don't want to say keep Exeter in it, but uh, ultimately have a strong game. Yeah, and I mean, for the Saints, I think a lot of it relies on Josh McCoy. He has seven points in the first half along with Ryan Cuck. I mean, those two guys being able to spread the floor, you're not going to see Ryan Cuck working on Cachese too often. Uh, he's been able to spot up, and they've been giving Ryan Cuck way too much space uh, because he, can, he has a lightning-quick release. He's an excellent shooter from beyond the arc. Uh, so they have to be a little bit more conscious of him, but he's going to be able to extend that offense out beyond the arc a little bit. And Josh McCoy needs to be able to do the same thing. If he's working on Cachese, he's had a lot of luck here, and finally we get to see him shoot some, some threes and at least make himself dangerous enough that you're drawing Cachese out of that lane. Because if Josh McCoy is going to be guarded by, you know, Cheese on the offensive end, that will help spread the floor a little bit for J.J. Jordan, who is scoreless here in the first half. It's going to spread the floor uh, enough for somebody like Kingston McCoy when he enters the game. So it, it's little things like that that they had to just keep getting things rolling. But really, it's a lot of Josh McCoy on Cachese. That That's the key matchup on the offensive end of the floor for Burks Catholic going yeah, forward. Certainly, if you're the Saints, you're looking to pick up that fourth on Cachese. Oh, yeah. I do not think that there will be anything but, like you mentioned, Josh McCoy trying to go inside to pick up that fourth to get him off because, let's face it, he adjusts under the basket as far yeah. as the post and on defense, he makes you change your shot when he's standing there under the basket. So, expect them to uh, go that route early in this second half. I think Burks Catholic has the game plan, especially with Josh McCoy, that, you know, if you're able to, to drag him out, if you're able to drag Cheese out of the post and then blow past him because you're more athletic and maybe draw some contact, maybe bait Cachese into, you know, reaching a little bit uh, because, you know, either tired feet or he's just really anxious to not be playing with three fouls anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's been playing with a hand tied behind his back pretty much that entire second quarter. He can get it done on the offensive end. Like I said, he has seven, seven points, eight points. Eight. He has eight points, six there in the second quarter. But, yeah, I mean, if you're Burks Catholic, you're going right at him. You draw that fourth foul. You show no shame in any of that uh, because Exeter can't really help him out. They have too many shooters along the perimeter. Like I said, Jack Miller hasn't even gotten started yet. So if you leave Jack Miller, Ryan Cuck, a wide-open three because you're trying to help out Cachese, you're going to get burned. And, 
you know, for Burke's Catholic, I think that they have the game plan here. You ju- you keep sticking to it, and you go right after him here at the start. I agree with you. The Saints, a lot of threes put up in that first half. They only hit three of them. And yeah. at that point, all Surprising. it's going to take is one player to get hot. And at that point, and we know we can. We've seen it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, and you see Ryan Cuck not that far off when he was missing threes and when he does miss threes. They're not far off. He's had a couple go in and out. They're all right on target. And he's just gotten a little unlucky here tonight. So those shots can easily start falling. He has seven points in the first half. He has one three and a couple of twos to his credit. So we'll see uh, how they get started here. It'll be your uh, starting lineup. Jackson Gettio, welcome back to the game. And for Exeter, Teddy Snyder, Kevin Sens is guarding Jordan, who tries to drive the lane. It bounces out to Josh McCoy for a three. Can't get it, but Jordan, the rebound, puts it up. They battle. Ultimately, Cachese comes down with it. And Kevin sends with the dribble, crosses midcourt. Yeah, not too far off. J.J. Jordan trying to go right at Cachese in the paint. Zion Paschal looked to drive, gets it inside to Anthony Cachese, who goes to the other side of the backboard and scores. Not an awful lot of space to work with there as Paschal was basically on his lap. Ended up tossing it a little bit further into the paint where he's able to corral and put it in. Ten points for Anthony Cachese. 19-17 at the 7-15 mark here of the third. Saints in the offensive set. Josh McCoy thinks about a three on the far left side. Here's Ryan Cook trying to drive on Zion Paschal. Nothing there, so they back it out. Ultimately gets in the hands of Jack Miller. Hands it off to Josh McCoy, who tries to drive. He's doubled, back it out to Gettio for a three. No good. Zion Paschal has the rebound. Hands it off to Kevin Sens. The Eagles with a chance to tie it with a two. Kevin Sens dribbles. Nice inside pass to Zion Paschal on the back cut. Can't get the shot to fall, but they'll call Jordan for the foul. And Paschal will go to the line for two. J.J. his first. It was a nice backdoor cut there by Paschal and just popped onto that low right block and drawing the contact. Paschal's first is up and good. His first point of the night. Paschal a 74% free throw shooter. His second on the way, that's good as well. 19 all, 6.35 to go here in the third. Saints inbound it. Jordan gets it back. He's got the dribble straight away. Take it to the left side. McCoy thinks about a three, gets it to Gettio at the top of the key. Back to McCoy. He's got the dribble. Cachese comes out on him. Get it inside to Cuck. He plays a little inside outside. Cuck decides to put up a three. No good. Goes out of bounds. It's going to be Exeter ball. Ignore what I said about everything being on target because that was an air ball. <laughs> of course that would happen. Of course. We have a raucous crowd here at Burke's Catholic. Exeter in the offensive set. Kevin Sens has the dribble, cut guarding him. Here's Reese Garvin with a three on the left. No good, but Sens runs down the rebound. Takes a 20-footer from the left side. No good, it's loose. Ultimately, Jack Miller comes down with it, gets it to Cuck, who's pushing the issue. Teddy Snyder picks him up. Back it up to Jack Miller for an NBA three, and he hits it. 
Yeah, and that's what you can't do. Oh, and we're going to have. This could be a taunting on and it Jack is a Miller and a technical. Miller doesn't know what he did. Snip doesn't know what he did. Now, and the referee's saying, I said it before the game. I don't know what he said. But apparently it was important and nobody listened. So, Yeah, he said, I gonna, told you before. They're going to have all three referees now gather and talk about this. Jack Miller hit the shot. Did you see him react afterwards? I went down to my scoring sheet. Not anything that stood out. But he must have done something in the direction of the Exeter bench or the Exeter crowd. Now the, the head referee there did have about a two-minute confab with the coaches and the captains. So he must have been laying down some rules. Did we see that before every game? I don't notice it. That's, that's one of those I'm sure they go over certain things that they know about. Paschal hits the first free throw. The second, no good. Three of four on the night. And Exeter will have the ball. Skip takes his seat. Still not happy with whatever call that was. You do know it's Snip, right? Did I say Skip? Yeah. I do know it's The entire Snip. game. I... You know what? You, you ex exchange a consonant and everything changes. Sorry, Snip. My bad. Well, his first name is He's Ken. He's only been coaching here for like 50 yeah, years. Yeah, but so. his first name is Ken, so I'm all right. <laughs> so here's an inside lob to Cachese. He doesn't get the first one to go, but he gets the rebound, puts it back, fouled. He'll go to the line for one. And Sorry, Snip. I'll change it from here on out. This is just Cheese being persistent. He's down there in the low post. He knows that nobody can go up against him. He's got how many inches on Gettio? And pounds, for that matter. So he's able to just play bully ball down on the low block. Cachese's free throw up and good. 13 points on the night for him. It's Exeter's lead, 23-22, 5.25 to go here in the third. I think it's their first lead of the game. Burks Halfleck jumped out to a 5-0 start and a double dribble on J.J. Jordan. Trying to drive on the right side, spinning back into the middle of the lane. They call him for the travel. It's Exeter ball. You saw a little bit of intensity there, I think, on the Saints in their offensive set. They get it again inside to Anthony Cachese, and guess what? Off the glass, and he scores. Yeah, and they're going to have to take a timeout here because they have to get that figured out. If they can't double-team Cachese down on the low block with any kind of efficiency, they're going to have to try something new because right now he's just a wrecking ball on the low post. What timeout is it, Jerry? It's a 30. 3-0. Yeah. Has anybody taken a full timeout no. yet? No, they're saving them. <laughs> they are saving them. So they're five, saving them for late. 5-0-1 to go here in the third. It's 25-22. Snip Esterly. <laughs> very, I'm, I'm, very vocal. I'm, you know what? I'm glad you say it because you get into such a habit. And you know what it is, and you just don't go there. No, I mean, this is, I literally got a text from my buddy uh, 24 minutes ago, and it said, I love how your partner keeps calling him Skip and not Snip. 
<laughs> I oh. didn't even see that text. Uh, <laughs> it just look, happened look, to catch my ear. Jeremy Landis, former uh, you know Central Catholic great and District Three champion, once upon a time. Guys, the good news. Listening to the broadcast. Good sorry news sorry about that, snipped. fans. We'll uh, we'll try to change it for I the rest of the game. Believe a teammate of Matt Ashcroft here. The Saints in the offensive set. Jordan has it. Bring it to the right side. Gettio. Sorry, Jerry. We'll let you talk later. Here's Jack Miller putting up a three, and he drills it. Jack Miller's second three on the night. Six points, and we are tied at 25. 4.35 to go. This time doesn't turn anywhere near the Exeter bench. Kevin Sens takes a 20-footer. No good. Cut with the rebound. Hands it off to Jordan, who has the dribble crossing midcourt. Bring it to Gettio near side beyond three. Miller gets it back, thinks about a three, gets it to Cuck, who has a big size advantage. Yes, a he does. soft jumper over Zion Paschal, no good. Kevin Sens pushing it up the floor. McCoy able to poke it away from him, but it ends up in Reese Garvin's hands, who gives a bounce pass to an all-alone Anthony Cachese, and he scores. Yeah, and that's just a lack of discipline from Burks Catholic. Yeah, Josh McCoy going for the steal on the low block, which then his Man got past him as he hits a three down here at the other end. It almost makes up for it. Yeah, he went. He went. You know, trying to you know grab some cookies out of the cookie jar there, which leaves Gedio exposed on the low block and Gedio just getting manhandled on the low block. There's another inside to Anthony Cachese off the glass and scores 19 points for Anthony Cachese. It's a 29-28 Eagles lead. Snip looking for an offensive foul on Cachese for drawing some contact on Gedio, and he's not getting it, but he's <laughs> giving the referee in front of him the business. Saints in the offensive set. Josh McCoy tries to drive, gets it to Gedio outside for a three in and out, but Cuck has the rebound. He puts a shoulder into Paschal, knocks him down, can't hit the 10-foot jumper. Oh, if he puts a shoulder right in the paschal, he's going to hit him right in the forehead. Here's Reese Garvin putting up a three, no good. Cuck with the rebound, gets it to Jordan, pushing the issue. He drives the lane, able to put up a soft layup and scores. Jordan finally in transition, his first bucket of the evening. At 2.37 of the third quarter. They get it inside to Cachese. First one isn't there, but he runs down the rebound. Zion Paschal with a jumper from the elbow, no good, but Cachese with the rebound. Bounces it to Kevin Sens for a three far left, no good. Saints have the rebound. 2-10 to go here in the third. You can see they just have no answer. for. I mean, who, honestly, in Burks has an answer for somebody Who's 6'6", six, six, what, 260, 270? Yeah, probably I goes mean, about 275, 280. Sheesh. D1 commit to Delaware for football. Snip, and there's just no answer. Snip calming his team down. The, I guess he felt they were a little anxious as well. Oh, yeah, Snip just the guy to do it. Here's a three from Jordan on the left side, and he drills it. Jordan pulling out his bag of tricks here. Five for him. It's a four-point Saints lead at 33-29. They try to get it inside to Cachese, but Gettio's able to tip it away. Just so Saints bring it up. Just J.J.'s fourth three-pointer of the entire season. No better time for it than the third quarter right here. 
Saints in the offensive set, a long three from Jack Miller. He is feeling it, he drills it. His third of the game, nine points for him. We're at the one minute mark of the third, it's 36-29. The Eagles in the offensive set, a three from Zion Paschal on the left side and he drills it. Trying to stop the bleeding there a little bit. 36-32, a four point Saints lead. Well these teams now just about matching their entire first half scoring here in the third quarter. Burks Catholic with 17, they had 19 in the first. Exeter with 32, they had 15 in the first. So Exeter already out doing what they did the entire first half right here in the third. Finally, an exciting game getting thrown together here. Jordan dribbling against Kevin Sens. Not a whole lot going on there. Hands it off to Cuck. He's just holding on to it. 15 seconds on the clock. Teddy Snyder guards him. He's got the dribble 10 feet, a little bit to the left of straightaway. Five seconds on the clock. Bounce it to Jack Miller for a three. He's been hot. No good. And a last-ditch throw from Reese Garvin is short. We have played three. It's Perks Catholic 36, Exeter 32. We will be back and find out if coaches Matt Ashcroft and Snip Esterly can stay away from the T train right after these messages. You're listening to the Exeter and Saints Sports Network. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. So after all that excitement in the third quarter, both teams putting in 17 apiece. And we're right back where we started at the end of the first half, a four-point advantage for Berks Catholic. Yeah, and certainly we thought that the Saints would come right out and go at Anthony Cachese. That wasn't the case. He's, he ends up scoring 11 points in that third to keep Exeter in it. Clock running, three-pointer put up, and down it goes for Reese Garvin. Reese Garvin, his first bucket of the game, and it pulls Exeter to within one. And if there's the player, Jack Miller was the player to get hot for the Saints in the third. If Reese Garvin can get it going from three, look out. Ryan Cuck lining up a three, that one's short. Ryan Cuck, not his finest night. He had a hot start, five in the first quarter. Two in the second, and he's been quiet ever since. Looking down low to Cachese. Cachese, one dribble, puts it up, no good. McCoy called, grabs the board, and finally, Anthony Cachese picking up that fourth. Yeah, that was one of those where, unfortunately, he's gone in stretches where he gets it inside. You'd think he's got the soft dink in the bucket. It's a little strong. And then just trying to get the rebound to put it back a little too aggressive. 
One-point advantage for Burks Catholic. Coming right towards us. They'll draw Cachese out of the post with McCoy. Cuck driving in, and because Cachese was yanked out of that low block, Ryan Cuck driving in and gets his first bucket of the second half. He has nine. The lead's back to three for the Saints. I'll tell you what. Cachese, lucky they didn't call him for his fifth. He threw his hand in there on the drive, and that's one of those where it's pretty it's easy so, to call that foul. And it's so tempting, isn't it? It's so tempting just to try to play that passing lane, just reach right in as they're driving past you, and just not a smart move. Got away with one there. It's a pull-up jumper by Kelsey off back iron. Miller tracks down the rebound. Not going to say necessarily the best shot that Exeter would have taken in that position, but Burks Catholic Kingston McCoy fresh into the game. Jordan thinking three gives a little pump fake. Now back to Josh McCoy. McCoy lining up a three. That one too strong. Trying to follow his own miss. Ball still loose. It ends up in the hands of Kelsey after Garvin chucked it up in the air. They'll go down low. Cachese watches Ryan Cuck fly by him. And Cachese his first bucket of the fourth quarter nice and we're back release to there one. nice release from Kajazi being able to get down the floor on that fast break they'll work it around Kingston McCoy going up against Garvin now to Jordan driving in Ryan Cuck trying to draw it on Kajazi chucks it up wildly unable to finish back come the Eagles going down low cheese out of the low block, wide open three. That one short by Sens. Jordan in transition, fouled by Kelsey. One thing Exeter is doing, they are frustrating J.J. They're really getting on him. He's not able to break free for those layups that he's accustomed to. Exeter is one of the few teams here in Burks that can keep pace with somebody like J.J. Jordan. You know, you'll, you'll watch especially some of the, the lower games. It's Jack Miller lining up a three. That one hanging on the rim, not going to drop. But, yeah, one of the few teams in Burks with the athleticism to keep up with J.J. and prevent him from driving and kicking the way that he can. Once again, beautiful entry pass. Down low, squatting on that right block is Cachese. And Exeter. A one-point lead with 4.49 left to play. Timeout taken by Coach Esterly. Said he can give his players the business here. Is a full timeout. So, Jerry, let's go to break. One-point lead for the Eagles when we return on the, e on the Exeter and Saints Sports Network. New Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. It's the Saints. Sports Network. Well, with that bucket, a new career high for Anthony Cachese. His previous high was 22 against Redding back on the 3rd of January. And he's still got 449 to add to it. 
Berks Catholic was in control for most of this game. I don't think that their lead ever hit double figures. But Exeter right now steering the ship. They'll swing it around. Miller. I am surprised that when McCoy gets it out at three, he doesn't try to drive against Gajazi. I mean, he's, it's one he, of those he gets it, and it's a real quick out of his hands. I'm looking to pick up number five, get him out of the way. He did in the first half, and we haven't seen it here yet. This time, Ryan Cuck, step back three. Yes, sir. Ryan Cuck with 12, finally heating back up here in the fourth quarter. And we're on the seesaw. They try to take it away from Kachese, and once again on the low block. Exeter has learned how to give him the, the that pass as far as they're out beyond the three. They give him such a nice feed. It's the and same it, pass every it's, time. It's taken a little time. It's taken a little time, but the the guards have learned how to give him that pass that he got get it up high, take it right to the hoop. J.J. Jordan fouled en route. He'll go to the stripe for the second time tonight. Again, a 57% free throw shooter. We've seen the ups and downs of J.J. Jordan's foul shooting. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And as for tonight, it's the worst of times. Never thought I'd throw in one of those references, did you, Jerry? <laughs> Absolutely not. You are not a very literate person, Ryan. Jordan, I, I, I prefer movies. The best part is no reading. Jordan was 5 of 6 at the stripe against York Catholic just one game ago. 0 for 4 here tonight. All nodded at 41. Under 4 to play. 3 lined up by Garvin. No good. Bangs off the front of the iron. Jordan the board. Cuck. Getting a little bit of space off the screen. Once again, a little, uh, little rub screen there. Exeter doing a great job of running through picks and even doubling up. Kingston McCoy stops, pops, gets two from the, well, it would be his left el right elbow, our left elbow looking at it. Kingston McCoy, his second bucket for four. As the Berks Catholic crowd reminding everyone that he's a freshman. Kelsey leaves it on the doorstep. Kachese cleaning up the mess. Kachese gunning for 30 here tonight. I haven't done the math yet, but he was at 23. I think he's at 27. He is at 27. This is as physical a game that we have seen him play all year long. Well, he has nobody to stop him on the low block right now. 43 all. Kingston McCoy eyeing up Garvey. Now Jordan finally dribbling in, trying to spin as it's stripped by Sens. That patented J.J. Jordan spin move in the lane. Read that all the way. Trying to go down low to Cachese. They have him off the low block, and that's really what Burks Catholic has to do. You can't let him squat on the block. So... Unable to do it on the right side. Now Cachese standing around the left elbow. Going to set the screen for Paschal. Paschal, Paschal pull up jumper, good. Paschal, his first bucket of the fourth. He now has eight. Exeter taking the lead. 
Up by two with a minute 35 remaining. Zion Josh McCoy uh, lines up at three. That one no good. Garvin the board and Exeter taking a timeout. Ashcroft will take a 30-second timeout. Hard to imagine that they still have any of those left, <laughs> but they do. And he takes it with 126 left. Sorry, you can continue your thought. That's all right. I was simply going to say Zion Paschal a year ago, coming into this year, the defensive specialist has found his offense. He's got a sweet jumper, has, hits a lot of them from the free throw line and elbows. Uh, ultimately, that last, uh, as far as the last jumper that he hit, very indicative of what he's able to do lately. Exeter now with a two-point lead, 126 to play. Honestly, this might be their largest lead of the game. I don't remember them having more than just a one-point advantage. They had the one point. That's that right. That's it. So yeah, largest lead of the game here at two. I am still surprised that the Saints haven't gone right at Anthony Cajazi. I yeah, baffling. I, I figured within the first two and a half minutes of that third that they would just be going hard at him. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? We saw it in the first half. They're Burks Catholic coming out and trying to double up, and wow, bad pass there by Garvin. He ends up throwing it right to Josh McCoy, gives life to Burks Catholic. That was the one thing that you cannot do in that situation is give the ball right back. Kingston McCoy driving in, has it stopped by Garvin. And he's going to get smacked in the dome. Fouls on the floor. Plenty of fouls, unlike that first half. Plenty of fouls to give here for either side. 57.2 seconds left. As Garvin called for his third. If I'm Exeter, I'm playing like there's four minutes left. I'm not holding up one bit. Ryan Cuck, corner three, too strong. Jordan going up with it. Sens going up with it. The two number fours battling it out, and Sens wins that contest. Exeter finally crossing midcourt. Burks Catholic, they have fouls to give, so if you're not getting the steal, you need to foul. Once again, Josh McCoy up ahead to Ryan Cuck, too far. Good Re idea. Uh, he read the passing lane perfectly again, and this time Matt Ashcroft will take a full timeout, or as Alvernia head coach Mike Miller would call it, a big one. With 29.5 seconds left, Exeter on top by two when we return on the Exeter and Saints Sports Network. Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Less than half a minute to play. Exeter with the basketball. Burks Catholic coming out of that timeout. Have all their starters out on the floor, minus Jackson Gettio. You have Kingston McCoy, the freshman, getting some run. Only difference for Exeter, Alex Kelsey on the floor. 
Yeah, they were trying to make sure that Paschal didn't get it. Instead, they get it into Kelsey. Exeter and Burks Catholic both with two more fouls to give apiece. As Parker Nine will check back in a little defense for offense for Ryan Cuck. Parker Nine. Watching that one inbounded to Kevin Sens. And McCoy immediately fouling. Don't go too far. Ryan Cook sitting on the end of the bench. They'll go offense for defense when they can. Shaves just a few seconds off the clock. 26.7 now. They get it inbound to Kelsey. Kelsey fouled immediately. Miller from behind. And nine to the side. Basically... Had three Burks Catholic players surrounding him, and we'll see who's the lucky recipient. Literally a second going off the clock the last two possessions as Exeter brings it in. Oh, now they'll throw in Kevin Lawler, his first appearance. He'll sub in for Jack Miller. Once again, I think that they'll be perfectly content watching those two on the defensive end. They might sub it out here. That'll be the seventh team foul of the half, so a one-and-one, one, four cents. And a 30-second timeout taken by Snip. Despite all of this action, about five seconds off the clock, and no change in the score. As Exeter, once again, their largest lead of the game here at two. 45-43, 24.5 seconds left. Cuck and Miller will check back in. They smack the uh, Burks Catholic High School sign right there to, I guess, signify that they're checking back in. Usually players just tap the top of the scorer's table. So, Ryan, I'll ask you this, knowing you're the stats guy. If you take a look at Exeter and the team free throw shooting, who don't you, and I realize Kevin Sens, is going to the line now for two or for the one and one. But if you're the Saints, who don't you want to be fouling as we come down the stretch? What, for Exeter or Burks well, Catholic? For, for Exeter. If you're the Saints, who you do not want to foul because they'll hit their free throws for the most part. I don't know. You're the Exeter guy. Sens hits the first one. <laughs> yeah, I figured you were looking at like all of those I, stats. I was not right now, all but right. I can. But I, I can. Uh, all Give me a second, would Sends you? Sens hits both of his. <laughs> Kevin Sens, a 67.7% free throw shooter, hits both. Burks Catholic Jordan fouled by Kevin Sens. Exeter with a few fouls to give. Yeah, just one more left. And now Coach Esterly, yeah, a full timeout. Time Jerry, you got your finger on the trigger here? He's ready. 19 seconds left. Burks Catholic with the basketball trailing by four when we return on the Saints and Exeter Sports Networks. This is the Exeter Sports Network. 
Ole Valley Feed is the area's best place for pet food and supplies and so much more. Featuring all the prime brands and your pet's favorite food. They also have a customer loyalty program that can pay you back in free pet food on many products. Plus, chew toys, grooming supplies, and snacks too. Ole Valley Feed carries a full line of bird food and suet, as well as coal and wood pellets to keep you warm this winter, which are available for delivery. All of this in unmatched customer service. That's Ole Valley Feed. 143 Cleaver Road in Ole. On the web at olevalleyfeed.com and on Facebook. Burke's Catholic basketball. They'll look down low for Josh McCoy. He's trying to draw some contact on Cachese. Jordan up and under. He's got it. Another timeout taken by Coach Esther Lee. It's back to a two-point contest. A few seconds shaved off there. 12.7 seconds remaining. It's a full timeout taken. And we were just saying during the break, kind of surprising that you do have Anthony Cachese in during this portion of the contest. Normally it's your... Uh, in football, they would call it your good hands team. Your, your hands team, yeah. And uh, here it would be your free throw shooters. As well, You were asking who is a poor free throw shooter. Honestly, everybody out there for Exeter is not a bad one. Alex Kelsey might be the worst uh, at 54.2 uh, if he's back out there on the floor. Other than that, Anthony Cachese at 43.2 uh, would certainly be your, your best bet that you almost – I'm just saying, you leave him open and you go hack him immediately and send him to the line. Right, and I think ultimately that's what Exeter won't do. They're taking a look at getting it to their guards, obviously, to have a better chance. And you can see that they have been uh, ignoring the inbounder, and so, here they finally do. So they pull Cachese out. out. Yep. They pull out Cachese. And back to your good hand squad. Aiden Dauble in the game. Snip imploring Josh McCoy to go deep. Oh, no. Oh, and Exeter. Oh, going to get bailed out. Unbelievable as that was. Sorry, as I lost my uh, score sheet here. That was Garvin lost control of the basketball. Now they just teed up And JJ. they teed up J.J. Jordan for smacking the court. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. It, uh, it comes in. It's a scramble play. The ball comes Ooh. loose. You could see the panic in Garvin's eyes from 20 yards away. He's able to grab hold of it, and then ultimately they call the foul. I don't know who they gave it to. Well, this would be the second technical on Burks Catholic, and once again, all three officials one big zebra all nodding their head in agreement and it's two shots Exeter gets the ball back plus we had the foul on the floor which would be one and one so they're sending everybody away it's just Reese Garvin at the line Garvin his first trip looking to seal the deal unable to hit the first as he screams in disgust. That was the technical. That was the technical and sends now to the stripe. This would be the one and one, I believe. And he misses. Or is this the technical? Because well, he's going for two here. This must be the technical. He's going for two. And hits. 
So it'll be Exeter basketball again. Now a three-point advantage. 7.8 seconds left. Like I said, Burks Catholic with two losses this year. All in, both in Burks play by a combined six points. So Burks Catholic, they were going to lose. They would do it in a very narrow margin as Kingston McCoy called for the personal. That only shaves about a second off the clock. And that'll put them in the double penalty. That's yeah, double bonus. Kingston responsible for what feels like every single foul here in the fourth quarter. Just three, just three of them three, for him. Yeah. yeah, hard to believe. To the line goes Sens. Sens, two of three. It's two more chances. Misses the first. Sends a 67.7% free throw shooter. 50% here tonight. One more chance here. Second one is good. Four-point lead for Exeter and Burks Catholic, I believe, out of timeouts. So they will inbound to Jack Miller. Miller hands off to Ryan Cuck. Cuck. Wide open three, bangs it off the backboard, and that'll do it. Exeter storms into Lloyd Wolf Gymnasium and steals a victory here, trailing for a wide margin of this game. Wow, man. Snip Esterly waving away the referees. <laughs> we just saw a really great game, boys. Fantastic job by Exeter. Like I said, trailing for Both the teams. wide majority of this game. And ending up stealing it away here in the fourth quarter. They were trailing by four at the break. They were trailing by four at the end of three. And they end up winning by four points. 49-45, your final score. I should probably write that down before uh, Burks Catholic turns off the scoreboard. And you know it's going to happen fairly quickly. It always does with the home oh team. Oh, my gosh. When they don't come out on the winning end. The scoreboard as it is right now is dark. Just like that. Burks Catholic just nine points in that fourth quarter. As I believe Jerry's trying to uh, yell down Anthony Cachese. I would imagine he's the guy that we would like to have here on the broadcast if we can get him on. And he was a one-man wrecking crew here tonight. A brand-new career high once I do the math here. That was 18, 26, 27 for Cachese. You got Is that it. what you got? That's right. 27 points for Anthony Cachese, beating his career high set on the 3rd of January against Reading High, where he had 22. But they just kept dumping it down onto the low block, and there was nobody from Burke's Catholic that was going to do a darn thing about it. So we talked... Talked in the pregame about, hey, what do you lose when you uh, have Tyler Gibbons graduate? You lose somebody that can match up against Anthony Cachese and possibly get him off of the low block. And uh, we saw tonight that you have a big guy. Burks Catholic doesn't have much that can that can stop him. They've tried Jackson Gettio. Gettio, super nice kid. We had him on the broadcast after the York Catholic game. Uh, he knows his role, and it's basically to do that, to try to cause fits to the other team's opposing players, uh, some of their better players, trying to make sure that uh, 
you know, he's just kind of that gnat out there on the court that does everything. Uh, but tonight, it just no match. I mean, you're giving up, I don't know, 50, 60 pounds on Cachese at least. There's there's not much that you can do once he starts rolling downhill. Well, I'll tell you, when Exeter played Wilson, when you're looking for a way to defend him, what Wilson did was they brought a lot of the guards from behind on a double down low. So at that point, they'd push the guard out. They'd bring the defender down behind him, try to disrupt it. And a lot of times they were keeping that ball loose, knocking it away from Cachese because obviously he wasn't expecting it. Tonight, one of those things, they tried to body him up one-on-one. -on, -one. on occasion, work. you might see somebody slide down, but far too often he was by himself and, you know, out on the island. I mean, they did try to give some help. It was very late coming over from Ryan Cuck. Uh, like I said, Gedio just not tall enough to try to knock away that entry pass. Even if you try to front Cachese and say, okay, you need to throw this ball over the top of me, uh, they would still be able to do that. <laughs> because and, and they were... Yeah, those, Just those entry passes, you know, the entry passes, I'll say the Exeter guards have come a long way because earlier, very early in the season, that entry pass wasn't there, and Exeter wasn't even using Cachese down in the post like they have been lately. So credit to the guards as well. I mean, obviously, with that kind of size, you're not fronting him, you're behind him, makes it a little bit easier to get it to him. But, again, give credit to the guards for that entry pass now that they've pretty much... It, before it was just sloppy. It was one of those where they'd toss it a little too far or to the side or something like that. Now it's one of those get it to his high point and he's able to do something with it. Can you tell that they've probably literally spent entire practices just working on entry passes? I don't doubt it. Jerry wants to uh, to go to commercial. We'll enlighten him, I guess. A 49-45 victory, victory for the Exeter Eagles here tonight. Traveling on the road. Here to Burke's Catholic, handing them just their third loss of the season. And for Exeter, potentially capturing that Burke's two crown late in the season. We'll take a break. Be back to recap this one and look forward to the remaining couple of contests for both squads when we return on the Exeter and Saints Sports Networks. Birdie's Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdie's has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdie's reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdie's Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. Hurt playing sports? Count on Penn State Health Sports Medicine to help you get back to doing what you love. Weekend warriors and pro athletes get complete care from our skilled sports medicine providers. They'll help you avoid future injuries with a treatment and recovery plan tailored to you. Same day and next day appointments available. Call Penn State Health Sports Medicine at 610-378-2255. That's 610-378-2255. 
selling or buying a house? Call Mikey LeBron of eXp Realty. Mikey is a full-service realtor dealing in residential, business, and investment realty services. Whether it is local, statewide, national, or even international, Mikey can fulfill your real estate needs. Service to his customers is his prime focus, and that has put Mikey in the top 15% of all real estate agents in the nation. Contact Mikey LeBron at 484-772-5106 or on the web at myagentmikey.com. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. Four-point victory for Exeter as they improve to 15-5, 9-2 in Burke's play. Burke's Catholic will fall to 17-3, 8-3 in Burke's play as that may have wrapped up Burks 2 for the Exeter Eagles. Yeah, the Exeter Eagles have Cedar Cliff and Twin Valley next Tuesday, which we will have for you on the Exeter Sports Network. But certainly on paper, and we always talk about that on paper, should be, again, a fairly easy game for the Eagles' last league game. So based on the victory tonight, one would think that the Burks 2 championship is theirs. And Burks Catholic does have two contests remaining. Uh, one against Burks 2 opponent Daniel Boone. They're 0-10 in league play, 3-17 this year, getting outscored by over 17 points a contest. So, yeah, there's that game coming up. <laughs> uh, Saturday they play Y missing, Y-O. Uh, one of the uh, the weirder stories here, they actually outscore their opponents very, like by a very small margin, literally 0.3 points, and uh, they have a seven and 11 overall record, four and six in league play. So, kind of uh, kind of odd to see that when you, it's like the uh, Pythagorean theorem in baseball that if you look at how many runs scored versus runs given up, you're kind of able to uh, figure out what their uh, winning should percentage win should be. Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. <laughs> yeah, I like stats. Whatever. You are stat guy. For Exeter, Anthony Cachese, 27 points. We're going to have him on the broadcast. Uh, Jerry was able to track him down, or at least his mom. No, I actually spoke to Cheese. Oh, you actually spoke to Cheese. He tried to ignore me, but one of the <laughs> assistant coaches said, yo, Jerry wants you. I mean, we could have had Matt Ashcroft on. We had him, uh, I believe, the last time that we were that we were here for an Exeter and Burks Catholic game. We waited for Matt Ashcroft as we also waited for uh, WEEU to get off the air. <laughs> that was the infamous uh, two-color guy game. That was the infamous fire drill game. That was also the fire drill game where we weren't even sure if the uh, game was actually going to happen. We had to exit and then come back in. We didn't even make it out the front doors, I think, before they told us all to come back in. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a wild contest, but uh, yeah, we had Ashcroft on for that one. We're gonna have uh, Kachese on here. A new career high, 27 points for him. Uh, but for the Exeter Eagles, then Kevin Sens with nine points, Zion Paschal with eight, uh, Reese Garvin with a triple in the fourth quarter, and Teddy Snyder with two of two at the stripe in the first half for the Eagles, and then for Burks Catholic. Uh, virtually all of their top six had at least one bucket as oh, I did math incorrectly there as uh, Ryan Cuck had 12 points, Josh McCoy with 10, but just three in the second half. Go figure. Uh, my prognostication was incorrect here going into the, 
the second half, we anticipated, all right, he found a little bit of, of what works, that you're drawing Cachese out and you're going to drive on him. And uh, they didn't go back to that at all in the second half. But one bucket for him, he hit a three. Uh, Jack Miller with nine. Uh, Jackson Gettio with three. Kingston McCoy with four. And maybe the one of the largest shockers of the game, uh, they were able to corral J.J. Jordan and keep him to just five points all in the second half. Which is that vaunted defense that Exeter yeah. has right now. Zion Paschal, Kevin Sens, you put Teddy Snyder out there. They do a fantastic job now as far as doubling up, keeping him out of the paint, and certainly that was the result tonight. Oh, and oh, by the way, anchoring that defense with us right now is Anthony Cachese. How you doing? 27 points tonight, a new career high. Yeah. I mean, talk about basically having nobody to guard you tonight. <laughs> uh, I mean, how does that work mentally for you that you know that you have a physical size advantage about against anybody that's going to uh, try to corral you on the low post? I mean, it, I, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, able to dump it down to you virtually every single time. I mean, what's going through your head? Yeah, I mean, I came into this game, you know, expecting some really good defense. You know, uh, McCoy's a, a, you know, he's a big guy. And, you know, last time we played, uh, I didn't have, you know, too great of a game. And he played some really good defense. So, you know, I came into it today knowing I need to step up. And if I had a good game, you know, we could put him away today. So that's just uh, what happened. So, Anthony, you pick up your third foul there in the first half. What's your mindset? What's Coach Matt Ashcroft's mindset? Obviously, you don't want to get your fourth, but you're playing in the game. He puts you back in later in that second quarter. What's going through your mind at that point? Uh, you know, I knew I, uh, I had to be careful. Obviously, I couldn't pick up a fourth, and you know, I think that just really shows the, the trust Coach has to put me in there and uh, play the second quarter with three fouls. You know, I pick up a fourth there, and it's a completely different game. So, you know, I just knew I had to play really careful and uh, maybe a little less aggressive, you know, because I got three pretty quick. Speaking of, what the heck was that third foul call? Yeah, down here. Honestly, we're can, standing can up here with a, with a nice, you know, we can see down onto the court, and we couldn't figure out what the heck that call was. Yeah, you know, I just, I just tried to, you know, I guess I stuck my butt out a little too far. <laughs> I was just trying to get good position and hit Zion, you know, coming around. I thought we executed perfectly, but uh, I guess the ref saw me move into him a little or something here or there. You know, it worked out anyway, so. Anthony, tell us about the rapport that you've gotten with Kevin, with Zion, as far as those little inbounds, well, I'll say inbounds, but when they're feeding you in the post, at that point, it's changed as the year that has gone on. Your rapport with them, they're putting it in a spot where only you're going to get, where earlier in the season it might have been a little bit off, but tell us the rapport you've gained with them. Uh, you know, our chemistry's gotten a million times better, and, you know, it just comes with practice. You know, the more and more passes they're throwing to me, you know, the more chemistry we're getting. And, you know, by the end of, you know, we're coming to the end of the season, I think, you know, we're really meshing perfectly, and they know exactly where to put the ball. I know how to get the body position, and, you know, it's a free bucket every time. Taking a look at what you guys did last game, a 10-point loss to Burks Catholic. J.J. Jordan going for 32 points. What did you do specifically to try to limit uh, basically his ability to drive into the lane, draw contact, go to the line, get easy buckets at the hole? Yeah, last time, you know, he, he took the game away, so we knew we needed to shut him down. Uh, you know, we knew we needed to force him left, a lot of help defense, and we just needed to force other players to, to beat us. You know, uh, Jack Miller had a great game, and, you know, he almost pulled it off. He was shooting the lights out. But, you know, eventually the other guys are going to stop, you know, if we can just stop J.J. So, I mean, that was really a, a big part of our game plan, and we knew we needed to shut him down to win the game. Two games left for the Exeter Eagles. Anything uh, to look forward to for these last two before we uh – 
start talking BCI double A's and District 3? Uh, no, we're, we're just going to keep rolling, man. You know, it, it ain't over. We're going to keep rolling the playoffs and uh, keep keep catching W's. All right. Appreciate you being on, Cheese. Yep, thank you. Exeter's 15th thank victory. You, Congrats. 15th victory of the year and certainly strengthening their position here as uh, it's a tight race. I hate to say it. It is, it is frighteningly tight there in District 3 in 5A as Exeter right now at 15 and 5. Like I said, solidifying their spot there as the number two seed going into district playoffs because all that's going to be finalized very shortly. Um, but you have literally Lampeter Strasburg behind them at 15 and four, Mechanicsburg at 13 and five, Warwick at 13 and five, Milton Hershey at 13 and four, uh, Muhlenberg at 13 and seven, York at 14 and six, Susquehannock at 16 and five, <laughs> Hershey at 12 and six. I mean, literally, you're going down all the way through here, and you have to get to the 17 seed in 5A before you find a losing club. <laughs> so all of them, uh, I mean, between the one seed at Mannheim Central, whose rating is almost at about a 72, and then going all the way down here to even the eight seed at West York, who's at like 68.3 in their, in their rating. There's not much difference here. And for Exeter to come in, this was a huge game for them because the difference between going to District 3 as a two seed and hosting a bunch of games, hopefully two games before you end up going to Hershey, versus potentially going on the road to a very good... I mean, you're going to play very good teams. There's no doubt about it in 5A. You're not going to get around it. You need to win big games. But wouldn't you like to just win big games at home? This is a huge game because not only, of course, you beat Burke's Catholic, but from a power rating standpoint, to be able to beat a team like this this late in the season. Sure. How many times you take a look, you know, you've gone through the meat of your order, you've got four or five games left, you're looking in order for your power ratings to jump, and you're playing teams that are 5 and 12, 4 and, you know, 16 or whatever it is. So for Exeter to come into Burke's Catholic tonight take this win. It'll be interesting to see how they jump up based on that power ranking. And Burke's Catholic, once again, their third loss of the season. Uh, Fleetwood right on their tails. We'll see how this kind of uh, changes things up. I think that they're pretty safe as the one or two seed uh, between them and Fleetwood. Fleetwood at 19-1 right now, but Burke's Catholic obviously playing in Burke's 2, playing better competition uh, with a better uh, rating right now and a better power ranking overall. Uh, so we'll see if this ends up. Listen, Nate, Darren will talk when he wants to talk. Stop texting me during the broadcast. <laughs> 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 but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what that does to shake up. But Burke's Catholic should be pretty safe as the one or two seeds still playing. So uh, taking a look at what we have going forward here, we do have a game on Saturday as Burke's Catholic will be playing Why Missing right here at home. And then we'll turn around on Monday for Burke's Catholic Girls at Conrad Weiser. Jerry has us up in the press box for that one instead of down in the corner where I can't see anything. Dude, the folks at Conrad Weiser have been Looking amazing the last two years. They're, they've been great with us. I, I mean, I, I have no complaints with them. And, and, then, and if it's the same PA announcer, you are going to be entertained. He is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. He does a great job for them. And I'll say both ways. It's not He's not just the homer. He does a great job the entire game. Oh, that's nice to hear. Tom I, always, I always like a good PA announcer. 
Did you have something to say, Jerry? I said Tom Klitsch. There you go. Is that name. his name? Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, looking forward to that one. We'll have that on Monday for you. Uh, Saturday is a 12:15 start here on the yes. Saints Sports Network. Uh, Monday will be 7:15, and then our final games of the season, a twofer on Tuesday as – We'll be away for Burke's Catholic Boys' final game at Daniel Boone, and then yes. Darren will have the call uh, for Exeter at home against Twin Valley for their final Burke's game of the year as well, at least regular season. Producer right. Dave will be at Exeter. I will be with you and Nate. Lucky me. Lucky at us, Daniel Nate. Boone. We'll be at Boone. Oh, wait a minute. Nate might not be there. That's fine. We'll see. I'll be there. It's we'll the seventh. See. I'll bring the uh, the broadcast equipment with. Yes, you will need to. I will, I will bring that with. So our final regular season games of the season. We will not be bringing BCI AA's to you because they have to pay for the Santander Arena somehow. So it's just out of our, uh, our price range. It's out of what I'm willing to pay. Let's put it that way. All right. <laughs> Jerry graciously dug into his, uh, his wallet. He actually had uh, longer arms last year. His <laughs> arms have shortened up considerably <laughs> over the last 365 days. We call him T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, <that's> Ryan, <laughs> Darren, let me say that with age comes wisdom. <laughs> I all it took was an extra year for him to gain this wisdom. That's all. <laughs> 56 years and nothing. <laughs> I was going to say, it's no less. In. But the reason that I'm bringing up all this District 3 talk is we will have home games for both clubs, yep. uh, without a doubt, and we'll have them for you on the Saints Sports Network and the Exeter Sports Network as well. We so they'll, that'll be coming up after BCI AA's, um, but we'll uh, be bringing whatever games that we can. Uh, like I said, they, they will be home games. I think that they've pretty much locked in um, especially if Exeter can close out the last two games of the season. They'll come in as, as one of the top seeds in 5A and, like I said, get to uh, play out in Riften, and Berks Catholic will do the same here uh, just outside of Kenhurst. So. It'll be fun to watch Exeter gelling at the right time, playing great basketball. We'll see how far they can go. Well, they can ride cheese like that like they did tonight. They'll have a, a good opportunity in front of them. But, yeah, we have – Four games next week. Then we get to take a little bit of a break. We get to follow the teams just as fans for, for a hot second and then back to it uh, with district playoffs. So anything else for uh, tonight's rousing contest? It was kind of boring in the first half. One thing we didn't it. do, we didn't ask for the turnovers from Jerry. We so, didn't. Jerry so even before, had the paper. Before we actually close out tonight's broadcast, Jerry, would you let us know where we stand on turnovers for the game? Ten turnovers by Exeter. Turned into six points for BC, and eight turnovers by BC turned into two points for Exeter. How does he, Jerry? You know that's a five, right? <laughs> you're gonna try and ask for that. <laughs> What's a five? You're you're gonna look for him to points from turnovers. That's five. What did I say? Six. I meant five. All right. With age comes senility too, <laughs> or the lack thereof. Six. <laughs> See, remember when we when we opened, we were wondering how we were going to bring Jerry into this broadcast. Yeah, I found out how. We finally have. And, it's and just a roast. That's uh, true. And okay, th that just for that, just for that, I'm not. I, I'm now. I'm pulling out the joke I had it from earlier. All right, we all waited for it. It's a good thing that Snip's last name is not DiGiacomo. Ouch. Well, for All everybody who say, understood that joke, I'm sure you're right. slapping right. your knees right now. I'm they sure are. you are. Now, 
and I will throw an apology out there to you Saints <laughs> fans, to, of course, Coach Snip Esterly. My apologies. The Giacomo. Hate when that happens. <laughs> I'm literally packing up all my stuff right now. My computer's going on my bag. We're getting out of here. It's but been fun. But you'll get it's always a pleasure having a broadcast with, with Darren and being able to roast Jerry <laughs> at the same time. It's fantastic. Nate, bring your A game on Saturday. <laughs> For Jerry. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we have uh, Saturday boys uh, with Burke's Catholic. We have Monday girls Burke's Catholic on the road. And then uh, we'll finish up on Thursday with uh, both channels of the uh, Jerry Gelliff Media Empire, uh, hard Tuesday. at work. Tuesday. Or Tuesday, Tuesday, 7th. Yeah, the 7th. On the 7th. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have all of that to you right here on the Saints and Exeter Sports Network. So, again, a fantastic win, Exeter's 15th of the year. A four-point come-from-behind victory. They outscored Burks Catholic by eight in the fourth quarter to come away with a fantastic win and hopefully solidifying themselves as one of the top-tier teams in District 3, 5A playoffs. But, yeah, we'll have more uh, for you next week. Looking forward to bringing it to you. For everyone here, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to everyone listening. Thank you to Jerry. Thank you to Darren. I'm Ryan Lineweaver. Have a great night. Thank you for joining us for this presentation of Burke's Catholic Boys Basketball on the Saint Sports Network. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph Medical Center, on the web at pennstatehealth.org and the new Birdies Inn. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellar Media. Good night.